Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week we go for a moonlight ramble through the world of the Antiques Roadshow with the bitter Buddha himself, Mr. Eddie Pepitone. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful twinight situation here. We're, we're, we're podcasting in the twinight, Jordan. I was, what is, is that a period between the night and the twilight? Yeah, just, just as you verge on twilight. Oh, okay. Just getting towards twilight. Yeah. That sounds like a particularly sexy time of day. Do you, you know, think this is going to be a particularly sexy episode? Were you wondering why I'm not wearing a shirt, Jordan? Uh, I mean, I am now. You pointed it out. I, I hadn't noticed before. You didn't notice? I didn't, uh-uh. I don't... I, I should say, I mean, this isn't you on ha- your show. You, you, know, you have a bodily rash that just looks like a red <laughs> shirt. <laughs> It now that a, I like now that I'm looking at it, I'm noticing like your nipples and like your patchy chest hair, and I'm like, oh, he's not wearing a shirt, but your your awful bodily rash just looks like you were wearing a bright red shirt. It's sort of a woolly rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I yeah, I and we should, probably shouldn't have talked about the rash. No, it's my fault for bringing up the rash. That's going to indirectly hurt, bringing up the. That's going to hurt sales of your sexy calendar. Yeah, but I mean. At the end of the day, the people who mostly buy my calendar are people who are into rash stuff. Oh, like it's specifically because of your rash. Well, I don't market it to those people, but the regular people aren't really into it because of the rash, and then Mm -hmm. the rash people are into it because of the rash. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, alt.sex.rashenthusiasts. Sure. <laughs> that news group the, really lights up. Mm-hmm. That Usenet news group really lights up in it's how 1997. Ke- is this kind of like how Kevin Smith is both popular in the like film nerd community and the gay bear community? Yeah. You were also popular, you know, like podcast enthusiasts, public radio fans, but also rash fetishists. Yeah, th- that's okay. my two primary. I mean, that's my go-to demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, although I should say that, that Kevin Smith is popular in those two uh, demographics, whereas I am uh, unpopular in my two go-to demographics. Oh, okay. Yeah, like my, my main thing is... So it, they buy the calendar because they like seething. Yeah, Why no, do they buy the calendar? I can scrape together about two dozen fans in each of my two oh, okay. primary that's, demographic that's groups. Uh, whereas Kevin Smith can fill the entire John Lovitz comedy theater... <laughs> Oh, shall we introduce our guest? Why Jordan? don't we? Uh, our guest is a beloved stand-up comedian, commentator, and podcaster. Uh, you know him from uh, the Conan O'Brien television program. You know him from his immense acting r- resume uh, that includes just too many, basically every program that has ever required uh a cab driver or a New York Yell guy. And if I remember uh, the only episode of Two Broke Girls I've ever seen, you played the voice of a shut-in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a hoarder. Yeah. A hoarder. Yeah. Same thing, though, right? Yeah. Hi, yeah. everybody. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Eddie nice, Pepitone. Eddie nice Pepitone. rash. <laughs> I have a rash. 
but I can't. Uh, I don't think I should show it. You know what I mean? Your rash is <laughs> in a fair. beautiful place. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. It is. You, when you say in a beautiful place, you mean here in Northeast Los Angeles. <laughs> sort of in the. Is that where we are? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Northeast Los Angeles. You mentioned you took, you had to take three freeways to get here. Three freeways. And, uh, you know, it, it was fine, though. It was like bang, 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 got right here. Bang, as, boom. Bop. Yeah. As, as opposed to, a bo- boy, the five can be trouble. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> you're telling me, Peppertone. <laughs> We're, Eddie, we're a couple I... of Angelinos over here, Jordan. Ah, <laughs> oh, the five. Yeah. You guys going to talk about Spago now? Anyway, <laughs> I got to get out to the beach. Uh, wait, Eddie, can I ask about being a voice on Two Broke Girls? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I see. Here's, here's, I was watching this episode, and then I hear your voice. I'm like, oh, God. It's, 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 it's one of LA's favorite stand-up comedians, Eddie Pepitone. It's just got to be. And so the You knew it right away. I huh? did, yeah. The... the, the uh, the premise of this episode is that the two broke girls in question have to clean out the apartment of this hoarder. Yeah. And you are heard from behind a stack of garbage but never seen. <laughs> yeah. Which would... kind of bummed me out at yeah. first. Uh, it did bum me out at first. And then I was like, wow, this is one easy acting job because I, st- I just sat on an apple crate behind newspapers. And uh, well, it was so easy. But you, know? you got to actually be – like in front of the live studio audience while they were shooting that? Yeah. Wow. I would have thought you just did. See, that was going to be my question. I see probably the main benefit of being on Two Broke Girls is getting to look at Kat Dennings up close, which is, seems to be one of the top things that one can yeah, do. Yeah. They're both really attractive yeah, yeah. women. But I'm glad you got to do that. I was going to say that would have been a bummer if you just had to go into a recording studio. Do you yeah, have, it was great. Do you have to wear a costume? No, that's why it was so cool. It was like a voice. It was, it was a voiceover job, except I was there live. So you just so wore just, your regular clothes. Just, as, just a, in my what jeans. time was it? Was it? Were you wearing? Uh, <laughs> were you wearing a morning suit or a tuxedo? <laughs> I was wearing my uh, my morning suit, which is right. jeans and it a t shirt. It was before six. It was before six p.m. Yeah, yeah. Right. You hadn't dressed for dinner yet. Mm, mm. Yeah. But that was nice. Did they let you Morgan bring Murphy your... got me that gig. Do they let you, know you bring Morgan? your own valet to the to the two broke girl set? Uh, no, they don't because oh. of the subject matter. Right, they, and they, it's a union no, thing, also. Sure, sure. And it's a union thing, you know? right? Yeah. They got that. It's the stage workers valet. Sure. Wait. Uh, so Morgan Morgan Murphy, another another uh, pretty uh, hilarious stand up comedian. Uh, what what does she have to do with that program? Uh, I guess she wrote that episode. She oh, okay. co-wrote it, and she go. was like, oh, Pepitone has to be this guy. And I said, only if the only thing you see is the top of my head, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have so much extensive work done on the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, really? Did you oh, get it tightened my, up a little bit? I, I got it tightened up. I got it massaged. I got it quaffed. I, it's, it, there's a place called Top of Your Head at, right. in North Hollywood. Sure. <laughs> Just for up thing. in the... In the- in the NoHo tightening district. <laughs> There's actually a place called Top of Your Head in West Hollywood. Very different place. Yeah. Very <laughs> yes. different. Yes. I went in I've there for there. a head tightening. That's in the and, NoHo uh, head. That's in the Weho head district. Weho. Yeah. I think that got, that got harmed in the arsons. It's yeah. <laughs> yes, we talked about the carsonist. The yes. Carsonist. Oh, is that? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He had a. He that had has a lot of lot of levels. The Carsonist. You, Johnny Carson. Yeah. yeah, nice. It's just two levels, but yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, I always think things have a lot of levels, and they, it usually winds up two at most. To yeah. be fair, nothing really has any levels. So when one has two, I mean, really, what has levels? Basically nothing. A duplex. Yeah. A sheet cake like a, for yeah, a wedding? Yeah, a sheet cake. Like sure, a multi-level. That does. God, I miss sheet cakes. Sheet cake. What happened to sheet cakes? Are they still? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sure, but you got to cover them I... with that. What's it with fondant? you got to cover mm, them with fondant sure. now. Fondant? Yeah, fondant. I don't know what that is. It's like a, it's like a it's kind of sort of like a candy shell. Oh, sounds good. You cover the sheet cake if you in need, if you need fondant. To, if you need, if you need to shape something that you can also eat, like if you need something to be edible, but also you need it in a specific shape, I guess you use fondant, easy to mold. I'm yeah, told. in North Hollywood, there's a fondant R Us, which yeah, is right next to the, the top no, of the head. That's in the <laughs> NoHo fondant district. Yes, isn't the it? NoHo fondant district. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all it's all part of one big neighborhood. Yeah, uh, it's martial arts. Mattresses and fondant <laughs> where I live. Very, I mean, very specialized stores. Yeah. No targets down there. No yeah. targets. Just no targets. only very specific we, we believe in individual boutiques <laughs> in North Hollywood. No mass. <laughs> Eddie Pepitone is our guest. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eddie Pepitone, the bitter Buddha. You're the subject of a documentary film now. Wow, that, that's been exciting, actually. <laughs> You're beaming. I, well, you know, we'll see how it turns out. But the bitter Buddha is the name of the documentary, which is a nickname given to me by my longtime comedy cohort, Sean Conroy. Uh, who I do the Long Shot Podcast with. It was a great show, by the way. I was a guest oh, on that you. show and yes, really I had know a you blast. Were. You were great. Um, yeah, I, I know that, too. I was, <laughs> I was tremendous. <laughs> I was great on the show. <laughs> but uh, two different filmmakers last year approached me within, I would say, two months about making a documentary wow. on me. And I, was say, and I was thinking, am I dying? <laughs> like, why are people, you know, seriously, like, why, sure. because I, I'm not a big star. Like, why are people coming and going, hey, we'd re- like to make a documentary? And it turns out they think it's uh, interesting that I'm old and still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> right. One sure. guy, one guy, no, that's not true. What, the first guy who approached me, uh, he said, well, um, I just like the angle of mental illness in comedy. <laughs> and he dropped out. And then the guy who did the documentary on me, Stephen Fine, Turned Arts, out he was insane. <laughs> yeah, he, he threw himself off a balcony in the uh, NoHo Fondanent. Yeah, what was that, Fondant? Fondant, yeah. Fondant district. Yeah. He threw himself off of a sheet cake. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so he's a tiny man. Very tiny. <laughs> well, it was a very, oh, it was so a very tall yeah. sheet cake. Okay, there yeah, are a yeah. lot of levels sure. on this sheet cake. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very special episode of the Cake Boss. <laughs> but uh, then Steve Feinarts from Chicago uh, asked me to do a documentary on me. And I was like, sure. And they, they just submitted it. We just finished it uh, and submitted it to South by Southwest and a couple other festivals, San Francisco Film Festival, and uh, I'm really excited. Like, uh, oh, is this gonna is this gonna get accepted to the festivals? And then I love festivals, by the way, whether it's Renaissance <laughs> festivals. Sure, I don't know if you guys. Enjoy. I, I will. I will say this. Yeah. Uh, 
if you are if your experience with festivals has been just the Renaissance Festival, I will say that South by Southwest and Sundance do not have giant turkey legs. Damn it! I'm I know I know. <laughs> I mean, you may bring your own. South by anyway. Southwest Interactive does have a maypole. You right. should know that. Sure. But only okay. interactive. And busty okay. winches. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, no, so, uh, you know. And it's... there's Sundance has a moderate amount of falconry. <laughs> Not as much as you'd like there to be, but sure. some falconry. I've been to Sundance. Have you guys? I actually, I went to thing? Sundance once. What did you, what, 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 under what circumstances did I you go to Sundance? I went, it was like out of the blue. Um, my friends, Josh Weinstein and John Viner, John writes for Family Guy for many years, and they wrote a short, a short, a comedy short film that got in. It was called Support Group about um, uh, guys who get beaten by women at sports, and they're in a support group. <laughs> I mean, very – like, you know, I thought it was pretty funny, but I didn't think we were going to Sundance. So I, yeah. I wound up going to Sundance and waiting on long lines to see other films. Did, right. you, have to, did you have to participate in a Q&A? I did not. Yeah. I, I was sort of – because there were like six of us in the movie, and those two guys were the directors, blah, blah, blah. They took most of all that and yeah. all, the, all the goodies and stuff. So oh, the I got swag, to go. The swag bags. Yeah, <laughs> Sundance that. really. When I went to Sundance, yeah. I, I went as press, right? And mm. luckily, I mean, the there are actually some people who work at Sundance at the Sundance Institute that like the Sound of Young America slash Bullseye, which is for us like there's like one or two people at the Paley Center, mm-hmm. you know, the Broadcasting Museum. One or, like there are only a couple of legitimate people that like what we do, <laughs> so we really try and <laughs> only a be, couple. Yeah, there's like six. And so we'd try and be nice to them and appreciate yeah, them. Yeah. And so when we heard that they were, they like actually emailed us and said, if you want to come, like, we'll try and help you. And normally we have to sort of prostrate ourselves before publicists and harass people just to book, you know, j- just to book second build people on cable sitcoms. And so we thought, well, well, Sundance sounds, I mean, it's the independent film mecca of the world, right? This is going to be a blast. And it uh, it's a trip. It's really something. It is yeah. for one thing. I didn't thing, like it that much. I, I got out of insanely, there in three days. It is insanely expensive. Insanely expensive. It is. Did you have to pay lodging? No. No. Yeah, we did. We had. Oh, to, see, now, I see, now we had that. to. We had to rent. We had to rent a place, and we rented a place outside of the actual this the town we where in Park it City. is. We weren't in Park City. We were in the. Sort of, we were ten miles away, but there was an insane you blizzard. Were in so <laughs> <laughs> the the blizzard you were on top meant of that K2. we were forty minutes away in the five miles away that we Whoa. were from Park City. But um, uh, what's crazy is that there really are just Hollywood douchebags everywhere. Yeah. Just true yeah. classic Hollywood yeah. douchebags. Just women wearing UGG boots in the snow? <laughs> yeah, it's like Hollywood got dropped into that little town, right? Those snow, For, it's not a real independent... Those boots least, are not waterproof. <laughs> Look, I don't know the ins and outs of UGGs, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hear you. They're not even really meant to be worn outdoors. <laughs> right, yeah I, think, yeah, I think maybe by a pool you can wear them. Yeah, they're slippers. Sure. I think. I mean, but I mean, it is yeah. really a weird, weird thing. And there's just all Small these. Small town, too. Yeah, and there's just, all, there's just all this really aggressive politicking going on just on the bus. 
Oh, re- on the bus. I didn't experience that because I oh. would walk to the. Uh, oh yeah, people are getting up in the business card action on the bus. Oh god, mm. that doesn't. I hope South by Southwest isn't like that. Have and you guys people done don't that? go. People don't go to the movies. Also, they just go skiing. People are t- on <laughs> the go, bus to the around. movies talking about going skiing and how they're not going to go to any of the movies. And it's just a ski vacation with meetings. That they go to. They don't go to any of them. It's so I remember weird. I went to one party that I didn't like. Yeah. Like, uh, and the par- it was just crowded and not, you know. We didn't get it. We, we had like a publicist friend myself. that thought she might be able to get us into a party, and we didn't get into any parties. Yeah. We ended yeah. up buying food at the grocery store and making it on the floor of our condo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I've been that. to the music part of South by Southwest, and it's a hoot. It's great. It's uh, it's really fun. There's always just a cooler of free beers to drink uh-huh. at all times. Uh-huh. Uh, any place you would want to stop. I yeah, don't it's see kind of live. Me- I, I I would love to do that because I don't see much live. I did Bumper Shoot the year before last oh, yeah. and loved it because of the music. Like, I remember walking around, even though I did get punched in the nose. That's like a famous story. I get punched in the nose I, at bumper shoot. I've not heard this. Oh, really? It just just was a it quick by, little was story. Was it by someone from Interpol? <laughs> the band, not the international. <laughs> Although maybe, Although could be either. The city of Seattle does hire Interpol to right. police because they they just don't trust the feds. No, uh-uh. I just ran into someone I, who just banged into me really hard while I was on my cell. You know, the, have you guys been in Bumper Shoot, the big crush of, like, you're just walking around? I have not Some been. guy shouldered me, and I said, watch where you're fucking going. And he just turned around and went after me. Wow. And hit me, and he was a big guy, and I was like, holy shit. Then he split, and as, and, and as he he's walking... He punched you and booked? Yeah, and as he's walking away, I yelled... I was like, do I, re- do I go after him and really start a fight? And then I just, I wound up yelling, I'm, what did I say? I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, I'm reporting you, which was really the same thing. Right, yeah. He was like, report. It was so funny. And I wound up telling that story the whole time I was at Bumper Shoot, which, I, you know, I got a lot of miles. He didn't hurt me or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, what the fuck? I was in Seattle. It was the first time I was in Seattle. Well, I mean, you, and- <laughs> you got to figure you're in Seattle. You're at that festival. I mean, that is like a really aggro scene. You know, you got to figure you're going to oh, I mean, you heads. know, like... <laughs> You're Bell and have, Sebastian's there, getting everybody all ganked too up funny. with their yeah, too folksy funny. chamber music. Yeah, I think I think you get you, you get enough of that kind of um, you get enough of that kind of soft rock in yeah. one place. You know, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, just something's gonna happen. I mean, band of horses—they got that organ. Yeah, Oof. that's that'll get you. That'll get you juiced. Yeah, that's that's. But that's a soundtrack for rape. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to go all the way there. Nah, probably not. I was thinking of I was thinking of how to draw the the parallel between like that new Woodstock where there was Limp Biscuit. Yeah. And everybody the new got raped. Woodstock. You remember that? There was yeah. like Woodstock. Did that disappear? I think yeah, I think yeah. that was the oh, last. That's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. That is a shame. That's a damn shame. I think there should be a newer Woodstock. Yeah. They should they should they should bring those out every so often the Woodstocks. <laughs> Why not, huh? Yeah. We should be clear that Eddie's just talking about Woodstock from Peanuts. <laughs> they should bring him out. Favorite character, uh, very underrated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Woodstock, little bird, very cute. Whistles. Sure. 
whistles, just has those little, got little, little lines in his speech bubble. Come yeah, on. Yeah. What's not to like? This generation needs it badly. I, Acid. I, the, thing that, um, the thing that convinced me that my wife should not become a lawyer was this. Um, we once, uh, my wife went to law school. It was a horrible mistake. Um, wow. I've heard that a lot, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. Don't People's go to law wives school. going to law school. <laughs> don't go, but don't go it's, to law so school. So you're saying it's no place for women, Eddie. It's no place for women or men, I yeah. think, lawyering. Don't don't go to law school. Really? Um, that's serious. No, seriously. Don't go to law school. But this is something that happened to <laughs> us. My wife was working in a law firm, and uh, she had this boss who was just great. I mean, uh, still a sort, sort of a friend of hers and uh, just a really nice, uh, decent lady. And... She worked all the time, and I think this is sort of the lawyer's, this is the lawyer's world. Um, just worked constantly, and uh, we house sat for her. She had this sweet little dog, and we house sat for her, and we went to her house, and I realized when we got to her house that she was never at her house, and the way that I realized that she was never at her house was because... The dog had written, please help me, <laughs> in, in, in shit. No, there was, <laughs> there was nothing, like her house had nothing, like it was as though it had no been... No personality. Yeah, it, it was, there, there was nothing in there, zero. Just a screen picture? Just, yeah, right. <laughs> just like, you know, chairs... You know, it was as th- that's so sad. It was it was as though she had she had decorated it the year she graduated from college and had never moved anything except for each room had one thing with Woodstock from Peanuts. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the was, connection. That is though, too funny. And it was as though it was as though like people that she knew, like maybe her parents or something, just every year just thought. Oh, what is it that she likes again? Didn't she lawyering? Say, I right. remember that we she likes her lawyering. A gavel? No, that's judges. Judges have the gavels. Like, oh, she probably doesn't need a new one. What about of those. a new briefcase? Uh, yeah, no. she has that. She has a briefcase. Mm, I guess briefcase. just an objection. Can you buy those? I guess just another Woodstock from Peanuts thing. Yeah, let's get her to Woodstock. Woodstock from Peanuts picture frame. Woodstock from Peanuts. Alarm clock. Does your wife not lawyer anymore? No, she took the bar and she never she never worked as a lawyer. Um, in fact, just this. She's just a today, criminal. Yeah. She decided to go the other way. Right. Yeah. Just. Um, she just decided today. Uh, she just decided today to put to become a non-lawyer. She she got her bill. No. You know you have to pay a bill. You have to pay a bill to be a lawyer. Um, you pass the bar and then you pay a bill every year. It's for four hundred dollars. Your choices are. You can pay a $400 bill and be a lawyer, pay a $100 bill, and then have the option of paying the additional $300 and become a lawyer at any time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she decided to pay the hundy. On, nice. on, the, on the topic of adult with Woodstock from Peanuts all over their house, yeah, mm. just going to take a poll. Just going just gonna to see what you guys think on the subject. I'm going to make a poll. statement, agree or disagree. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the collection that a grown woman can have that raises the most red flags is Hello Kitty. Agree or disagree? Can wow. you think of a collection that raises more red flags? Hello Kitty. Re- refresh yeah. me on Hello Kitty. Uh, this, is a, this is a Japanese cat with giant eyes. Oh, God. Yes. 
Like, what about Cabbage Patch Kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Something about Hello Kitty kind of implies being emotionally erratic. Maybe that's just personal <laughs> experiences I've had. <laughs> but um, Cabbage Patch Kids. I think that's heads maybe, on poles. Back when you, yeah, like sure, like like a heads on poles, like a Transylvanian. Uh, warlord you were super emotionally erratic during your hello kitty phase i was <laughs> yeah some days i Did felt like hello, hello kitty sometimes i felt like bad bad bots maru yeah who is the penguin from the hello kitty averse i think that oh man i think that just collections in general are questionable sure interesting, interesting. i'm i really think i'm collections worry me that's a good point. <laughs> right. I mean, I not That's a that, good point. I know a bunch of people who have Simpsons stuff, and it's never good. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bad sign. And I'm not talking about having things. Like, I, you can yeah. have a lot of things. You can have a lot of books. You can have a lot of records. You can have a lot of DVDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when the... But the thing that worries me is when the collection becomes the point rather than the things. Does that make no, sense that's, to me? No, that's an interesting... When yeah. the, oh, in other words, when you're spending your time acquiring the things? When the, pre- when the premise is completing the cycle or getting the, de- filling the holes... Sure, getting, uh, getting, every, every, getting an album on every color of vinyl that they've pressed a color vinyl album of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think you're... I, you know, my gut says you're right about collections. <laughs> You, and about completing things. Do you, I'm, do, you, do you have any – do you collect anything? Uh, no, I do not. But as is typical with me, then I look at that and go, damn it, how come you can't complete anything, Pepitone? How come you – Well, here's the thing. How- like for me, this, this dislike of collections comes from a natural love of things. Mm-hmm. Like I love shit. I love stuff. I mean, you look around. I got a lot of stuff in my house, you do. and so I have to. I have to fight my inclination to collect things. I was a collector as a little kid. Like I collected baseball cards. Oh, you were a reform collector. Comic books, um, rocks, <laughs> uh, basically anything I could collect, I yeah. would collect it. And I think that at some point, like as, as maybe as an adolescent, you know, as like a twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old, I realized like. I can either go down the path of checking off checklists for the rest of my life or enjoying actual things, and I better do the second one. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise, I'm just going to be looking for 1978 tops number 492. (laughs) Yeah. Are you an eBay guy at all? Goose Gossage. Oh, I'm a huge eBay guy. And that's one of the things. And in fact, eBay is a significant portion of my income. Both because I will, uh, you know, I buy a lot of, I am run a menswear blog, and a significant portion of the income from, our, from my menswear blog comes from uh, this eBay roundup that we do, where we post our picks of stuff that people should check out on eBay. I got to check this out. On menswear? I didn't yeah, know men's, you did that. On menswear. I do, I do do this. And, um, and because I sometimes sell stuff on eBay, but that's more, sort of a hobby. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm into eBay. Uh, my mom's sort of a part-time antiques dealer. Um, I, I've been getting into that. 
You know? Really? Well, just from afar. I, I of course, <laughs> I don't collect antiques. When you, you, when, now, I love when the you, antiques roadshow. When you basically. say this, you've been, <laughs> you mean you've been watching Storage Wars? <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Just a roadshow. I don't road watch show. that at all. I just, road I just shows, really classy. love. He loves the antiques roadshow. Well, I love to watch it because it's to great. Me, it's That's just why history. it's fucking tremendous. It's history. You oh, know, I love great. history. Yeah, yeah, Jordan. I oh, and I love it's probably fine. It's a couple thing with yes. me and my girlfriend. We watch it, and and then just the it sounds char- like a fun couples activity. <laughs> and then the characters, the guys who were praised and, and the women who were praised, just funny. They're funny. Yeah. The keynotes and all this. Stuff. I re- okay. So I, I want to talk about something about the roadshow. Everybody who listens to this show knows about how much I love the Antiques Roadshow. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite shows. Me too. Um, that in Downtown Abbey. Yeah. Well, I've and then sports. Yeah, I, hey, we're on I the same page. <laughs> also sports. <laughs> me and, a lot of rough and tumble things. Sure, yeah, yeah. Me, me and Pepitone are on the same page here. Yeah, sorry, right. Sorry That's, to leave you yeah, out here, geez. Jordan. We've I had, mean, yeah, do you guys, I mean, you can, I can talk a little about Downton Abbey probably, but I mean, if you guys Well, I have wanna... Kumail Nanjiani back on, and you guys can talk about first-person fighters or whatever. Okay, that'll be good. Um, I yeah. don't know. I'm just making up the, what sounds like the name of a type of video game. Sure. Is that a oh, video yeah. game? First-person fighter. No, no, no. You see, why? Uh, well, anyway, I, I, I just get obsessed. Like, yeah. like to the collections and then video games, there's a link to me. <laughs> like, uh, it's all about obsession. Right. You know, and people get obsessed with video stuff. Obsessed with it. Yeah. The yeah, video well, games. I have to say, I'm obsessed with Skyrim right now. I, we'll get into Skyrim in a second. Sure. Let's talk about this Antiques Roadshow thing. <laughs> Is that porn in space? Yeah, that's porn okay. in space. Yeah, which is amazing because there's no gravity, so the jizz <laughs> <Sure>. is everywhere. <laughs> um, so the antiques I roadshow. If it's more difficult to keep an erection in space. No, easier. Easier. Yeah. Is it easier? It's probably harder to get rid of your erection. In yeah, space. right. The yes, Cialis thing. They say contact your doctor after. Three trips around the moon. I forget how it goes. Yeah, I forget how it goes. There is a warning. Yeah. There's a number of space hours. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is because time is different in space. Oh, you're telling me. I'm I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, I can't do anything about your erection. Is the I, I want to talk about <laughs> Jesus Christ? <laughs> Wait, I want to say that talk about this antiques yeah, roadshow. Yeah, I want to hear this. So I, I read this article about the antiques roadshow in Current, the uh, magazine and the newspaper of the uh, public radio and television industry, which I subscribe to as a member of the public radio mm-hmm. and television industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned something that really shocked me. I knew and had always been a little uncomfortable with the fact that the appraisers on the Antiques Roadshow are not paid. They're not paid to be there. And they are working as television performers. They're not getting paid? They are not getting paid. Isn't that crazy? So they just do it because they get their appraisal name out there and you'll contact them So you'll you'll come to their gallery to buy antiques from them. I think that sucks that they're... They should get scale, at least. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Rotten. Rotten. But, like, you have to think about, like, there's there's an amount of pussy that comes with being on (laughs) PBS. And, like, you think about what you you spend on a yearly basis going after pussy. And you probably make at least scale, right? Jordan, I know you don't watch the Antiques (laughs) Roadshow, but um, these fellas aren't that into pussy. (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> oh okay. you're right about that. That's not that big of an sure, inducement sure. for most of these dudes. Okay, fair enough. I think that's very true. Well, they probably... Guys are named Lark on these. <laughs> Seriously. Well, this doesn't even sound like they're homosexual. It sounds like maybe they're just kind of asexual. Well, they fuck their money pits. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, uh, I knew that. Sounds like that. maybe they want to stick their dick in a 19th century carousel. That I knew that, and it made me uncomfortable, but... You, Eddie, you watch the show. You, you yeah. know, you know the uh, pop culture appraiser, the one who wears the Hawaiian shirts and has the ponytail. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay. See, this is why I love that show. I love that the guy never fails to wear a Hawaiian shirt. Like that's his thing. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, he's he's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and you and you probably you probably know about uh, Roadshow F. Tompkins. Uh, oh, that's what we here. call him too. <laughs> <laughs> we are like this is Paul F. Tompkins' like long lost brother or something. Uh, yeah, like he's he he, oh, he he does the posters. He does yeah he, he does the posters. He doesn't uh, he doesn't look that much. He does look he looks like a brother or something of Paul F. Tompkins. Like it, it's not so much that he yeah. looks like Paul F. Tompkins as that yeah. he has, seems to have stolen Paul F. Tompkins' steez, as they say. Like he he also only exclusively wears. Bold country checks, three-piece suits. Yes. Uh, he has yeah. dark hair and it's a so light complexion. It's so interesting to see uh, reruns and to see how they've changed their styles. Yes. Okay, so yeah. this guy, the guy with the ponytail. I love it, and you're missing out. <laughs> it sounds like it. The guy with the Hawaiian ponytail. Hawaiian shirts. A guy has, who wears a certain kind of jacket has been banned. Like been, you guys are really selling this. He has been banned from the road show. Because in the agreement that they sign, when they agree to become uh, appraisers on the roadshow, they not only agree not to be paid, they agree to ask permission to do any media. And so he went... They agreed to... He ask permission to do any media. So he was in ta- he was in town in Miami or I think it was to do a uh, to do a road show, and he also does appraisals on other things. I think he's on some show on the History Channel or you know uh, you know Discovery Channel okay. Six or something like that. Spike, um, and so it's, on, it's actually on Spike, and he hosts he appraises UFC fights, right? Yeah, he hosts he appraises nutshots. He hosts uh, he hosts a syndicated public radio show about antiques. Okay. Uh, that's on, I don't know, 10 stations or Do we know this like gentleman's that. name? Or? I can't remember okay, what his name either. is off the top of my head. And so, uh, and so he does regular radio appearances just on commercial radio stations all the time right. where, he ta- where, he, where people call in and it's sort of like a, a stump him segment where they call in and describe what they have and he tells them what it right. is and what it's worth. Right. And he never gets paid for n- any of it. Yes, exactly. And so uh, he was in, while he was in Miami, he got invited to do one of these things and he asked and they said um you can't do it and he said okay i'll i'm just going to do it but i'm not going to say i'm in town for the roadshow i'm not going to do it as a representative of the roadshow i'm just going to do it as me he did it he's now banned from the roadshow unbelievable i mean that they're ro- makes they're me- roadshow nazis they're roadshow <laughs> nazis yeah i don't dig it don't what is the deal with it. the roadshow yeah, Be- who's the creator? Must be a little bitch, Bemco, or you ever <laughs> catch her name? The, the woman yeah. who created it. You know who I blame? Mark L. Wahlberg. Ah, now there's another funny thing that you're missing. I yeah, he's a very asexual person, or <laughs> and uh, me and my girlfriend, as a couple, 
we just would like to. We just make fun. <laughs> <laughs> you would like to invite him into your bedroom, to, but we love making fun of how vapid that guy is. He just seems <laughs> he just seems to have nothing behind the eyes, and we always laugh how at the end of the show. He does that very staged talking to someone. (laughs) You you know what I'm talking about? Like he goes, okay, and that's it. I've talked about this on the show. I think I've gotten more emails about talking about this moment on the show. There is this moment, Jordan, on the show where after he says the outro piece for the show, he turns and turns to someone standing in line behind him and says, he'll be like, so what is that? A book? And it's so staged. Oh, it's yeah. It's like yeah. It's like the when the camera is pulling away from a talk show, and you see. The it's sort of like when newscasters do that bull yeah, yeah. when they look at the, like, and that's it, and then they shuffle their papers. Right. And his way of shuffling the papers is go. What do you got there? Yeah. <laughs> What's and me, that? Yeah, and me and my girlfriend as a couple. Always, you know, fill in the blanks. It's, you know, like, you, get away from me or <laughs> Wahlberg, it's over. Get over here. Like the producer yelling, Wahlberg. Like we, we picture him like Captain Steel <laughs> And after what you told me about what they do. Yeah, he's like a circus animal. Like yeah. a, like a, no, but a after pen you told elephant. Me that you, so... know what, you know what I kind of imagine? Like as soon as someone yells cut, someone runs in and pepper sprays whoever he's talking to. <laughs> And they just fall on the ground writhing, and he like he he sort of shies away from them. <laughs> Love antiques roadshow. And then and then he just shakes hands with someone from uh, Chubb Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? Makes it a good coupled show. I wonder you because you watch uh, it. With a, do you watch it with your wife? I do watch it with my wife because uh, because women. I just deferred to Jesse on that yeah. one. Uh, I think for a lot of people, I think it's probably because women like antiques and, and men like history. Oh, maybe that's it. Now, personally, I, I like likes, antiques. <laughs> and my girlfriend likes history as well. You know, I can't get her to stop talking about Hitler. Um, maybe that's different. <laughs> well, you should, you, should, you should shave off that mustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's... it's uh, there's a lot of one of the things about it is that it's a sort of leisurely based show, and so yeah. there's a lot of chatting you can do. During that's, it. Yeah, maybe that's there's very a lot of, true. And you can uh, and I, I don't know. My wife and I like to uh, like to discuss the objects on display, mm-hmm. um, discuss whether we love them or hate them. Yes, um, yes, that's what we do too. Like, oh, my girlfriend really, really can't. It's hilarious. She can't stand folk art. Oh, and, um, see, I love the folk Also, art. Native American stuff is usually really priced very high. Yeah. And even though there was a genocide regarding these pe- people. <laughs> I don't know she, if it was regarding these people. <laughs> you know, she's always it's not, stunned. It's not like they, no, they went but, and killed the Mayans in right. regards to the I don't know Sioux. why I'm laughing about this, but. That would just we, be a funny we, email headline. R.E. colon genocide. <laughs> But she they can- went. They went. <laughs> they went to the Ubangi people of Africa and said, "With respect to the Cherokee, mm-hmm. we're going to kill all of you." <laughs> but uh, she can't get over how their baskets are always worth tremendous mm, amounts of yeah. money, and yeah, I'm always huge like, money. Well, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't understand it. And uh, she likes certain types of paintings and. 
it's just funny our tastes in art are revealed, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm always impressed at how much money paintings are worth. Amazing. Yeah, paintings are... But then you Whereas remember... Whereas a piece of furniture from like 1600 could be worth, oh, that's only about 3000 And then some painting, and particularly naval... I feel bad for you sitting through this, but naval paintings oh, no, are always a, worth it's a, a fortune. It's a positive delight. I'm hanging <laughs> on your every word. We should, we should Folk explain. art? A Hawaiian shirt? A, a naval painting is a no, painting uh-huh. of the artist's no, naval. No, 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 uh-huh. The value really uh-huh. depends on the yeah. depiction of the lint. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how close uh-huh. to the navel uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. a rash always That's called makes su- it right. yeah. more money. It's called subject matter. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eddie Pepitone, the bitter Buddha. Um, Eddie Pepitone, by the way, brand new comedy album called A Great Stillness. Yes, you can get that uh, on iTunes and Amazon. And uh, I it's the- doing well, by the way. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know why. Probably your, it's probably your immense talent for comedy. Maybe that's that, it. That's Maybe probably the key reason. I had such a good show. I was so lucky. It was at Gotham in New York, and uh, Pat Oswald opened for me. Sure. And it was a magical night. Um, didn't expect it. I wasn't even really recording an album. The doc guys filmed me, and it just turned out to be really good. And you just figured you'd, you, just, you just had the audio. You're like, that's so good. Yeah. That's what, exactly what we did. Hmm. Yeah. And self-published it. Yeah. What, what are we looking at? Nine ninety five. On iTunes, nine ninety five. Amazon, it's like about a buck and a half at this point. Wait a no, minute. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> they they, they lowered on. it though. They lowered. Eddie, it. Hold on. <laughs> yes. You're thinking of a you're thinking of a replacement AV cord. That's what you could get. <laughs> oh yeah, on Amazon a- for a dollar. God, I love when the AV cords come up on antiques roadshows. Oh god, god, that's god, a that great, is fun. The AV uh, cord sure appraiser. That's oh, his sexuality. Really, is what kind of socks does yeah. he wear? <laughs> Are they funny? <laughs> you don't get to see the socks. Oh, okay. Check yeah. sometimes on the keynote. You really only get to see the sexuality. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. And in or, this case, it's through the roof. Yeah, it's <laughs> immense. Oh man. Well, all I all, I will say I will say one thing, mm-hmm. and I've maybe accused of pandering for saying this, but um, I've been working like twenty hours a day on Bullseye lately. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm very proud of, by the way. And if you haven't already listened to it, I insist that you do. Um, I think it's really fun. We had a great Downton Abbey show last week. Uh, You're and my hero for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was very exciting. Uh, the only thing uh, that would have been better is if I could have kissed the daughters from Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, or the mom. Either one. <laughs> She's very good looking I'm well. even I'm even turned on by that duplicitous sister. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, the argument... The argument of which which sister of in Downton Abbey is the most fuckable is one that I've had several times. Wow, really? Um, yes, uh, on uh, on the pbs.org I message like board. I like the one who um, helps the one get a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, and I should if, and, know their and, names. And I feel like when people wants to have people want to have that argument, they they write off the duplicitous sister. I don't know. I, I do. I too. think she's in the running. I do too. I, which one some, is that? The middle sister? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm right, I wrote her off. Me too. 
I that, think I think she's I think all that uh, the all that anger the... and repression. <laughs> she probably does a lot of weird sex stuff. <laughs> oh, that no. does sound fun though. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. If I could, yeah, if I could convince her that having sex with me would somehow hurt the oldest sister who she's <laughs> in competition with, then I bet it would be it would be pretty hot. I just watched a season two episode where she did something really dopey though, so now I'm I'm really not into her. Don't right tell now. me. I'm not telling anything. I'm not telling anything. Anyway, uh, the only other thing I've been doing my life with my life is uh, playing Skyrim, mm-hmm. which uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I am sincerely compulsively playing Skyrim at this point, to the point where this is a genuine... Like, one of the big things that you do in Skyrim mm-hmm. is gather herbs. Okay. <laughs> um, you go around... It's a, it's a role-playing game, I guess, and so you have to gather things... To make into potions. <laughs> and you have to understand that, like, really, <laughs> the only video I game I really played before in with any consistency was uh, NBA 2K7. <laughs> um, so anyway, you have to go around. You go and, from NBA 2K7 to gathering herbs? To make potions, <laughs> Do yeah. you hear things like swish <laughs> from downtown <laughs> Abbey? Yeah. So, uh... So, I was walking my dog. John today. Madden breaks it every now and then, and he'll he'll talk about how you're doing. I was walking my dog today. I saw a stand, a bush of of lavender, <laughs> and in real life, I thought, gather. Right. I seriously fucking thought that I could yeah. gather it. This I confused is, video games in real that, life. That is, that's a red flag, isn't it? Yes. That's a red flag. That flag know? is very red. Yeah, I would take a step back, and we walked in. What, yeah, walked what is it? I would, like to, I would like to know. I mean, I, I feel like I've heard, I've had, you know, super role-playing game guys explain to me why it's the best role-playing game. Um, and I'm like, well, yeah, you're a role-playing game guy, but what is it, What from the from the casual gamer's point of view, why is it way more addictive than, you know, anything else i don't know you just go around fighting these different <laughs> monsters it's really beautiful like there's a good amount Aren't the days of the week called something funny don't they have yeah but i don't really pay attention to that i mean it's a really nice um it's a nice blend of uh it never like you go even when you're like just wandering around miscellaneously enough stuff happens that you don't get super bored but not so much stuff happens that it's annoying that you can't get where you're going um that's an important balance sure. that they really nailed um yeah like uh you, you die it's, it's like challenging but not too challenging um i don't know i don't i don't never played a bad one of these kind of games and maybe i just should have been playing games where you gather herbs all along mm-hmm. um but yeah i've just been playing it completely obsessively uh, just shooting spells out of my wand. And... What's the and what's the and I and the the other <laughs> thing about the other thing about this game, <laughs> shooting uh, spells out of your wand yeah. in space. The other thing about this game um, is like there's people who want to complete this main quest, and then there's people who just want to. So I'm not sure even what the main quest is. Okay, I that's one thing is that I don't really I have a hard time. Like, I know that there's people who are, like, getting 100% of something. Sure. I have a hard time following what I'm supposed to do in most video games. Uh, And so I'm glad that there's a lot of stuff going on around. Like, in all of those sort of, um, in, like, a Grand Theft Auto game, 
all of the miscellaneous bullshit really just feels like miscellaneous bullshit. Sure. Um, and it's not it's not that it's not like pleasant and distracting, but it's sort of like hunting in Oregon Trail. <laughs> like it's just sort of like just here's some bullshit you can do. Um, but you want to uh, earn some new rims for your car that don't <laughs> that don't affect its performance? Yeah, but in this game, uh, it kind of feels like the point of it is just to do cool stuff. Like you can just go anywhere in the game, sure. and there will be cool that stuff. It all to do. it all feels. It all feels as important as everything else. Like the herb yeah. gathering is important as the yeah. orc slaying and the yeah exactly and the wench marrying is as important as the el- elven dice. Yeah, exactly. And you know you can learn new dunks and yeah. Wait, sure. am I thinking of? I'm thinking of you're NBA Two K Seven. Right. Now I'm thinking about NBA Two K Seven. Eddie, you you were saying before we started taping that you feel like just video games missed you entirely. Yeah. Yeah, I really have no interest in them. Have you? you know? But you probably have any interest? Like, in them. I bet Sean Conroy loves playing video games. You know, I don't think Sean plays them that much. Really? Yeah, he likes reading naval history. Oh, <laughs> I'm serious. That's which Jordan is the just history re- of the belly button. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, Sean loves <laughs> belly buttons. No. Um, but I never got into him. So it's funny. It's funny listening to like, you know, I, but I, you know, it's probably good because I have an addictive personality and it sounds like it could be very addictive from what I've heard. Is that why you got all that Hello Kitty shit? (laughs) (laughs) I got to get back to it, guys. It's in the car. Yeah. <laughs> it's calling my name. <laughs> Do you think it's alive? We should explain. Think it's alive. Yeah. We should explain that right now. Uh, Eddie is uh, holding a, a, a bad, bad Botsmaru keychain and rubbing it with his hand <laughs> and say, "Yeah." And he'll whisper, "It's going to be okay." He'll it'll mouth. Be, he'll mouth everything. It, it's going to be okay. It'll be okay, Botsmaru. Yeah. But it's funny hearing that you're gathering herbs in a video yeah, game. Like I just so find many that herbs so- and honeycombs. And I picture farmers playing this video game. Like, could you imagine guys who really farm for a living playing this video game? <laughs> you can like, farm. Honey, I'm gonna yeah, gather. Yeah. You can farm in this video game. You can go and collect wheat and potatoes out of the fields. That is a thing you do in this video game. I don't. It's it's completely. I mean, it is completely engrossing to me. Completely engrossing, and I have not been frustrated by it at all. Which I find most video games completely frustrating. I mean, oh, I that's think- what did it to me. With the couple of video games I tried to play, I tried to play. There was a pilot that Pat Oswald and Brian Posehn were involved in about gaming. Because Brian, I think Pat as well, but Brian Posehn is a huge video game player. And I think we played. What is the game where you? This is gonna. That's just because Halo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I. I'm so bad coordinating yeah, that stuff I'm terrible at that, that too. I get pissed off. I'm a real competitive person, so I get really pissed off immediately that I can't hold down the clicker. Like I'm just, it's just, it just kind of went by me. Yeah, so and I don't mind it because I like to read. Something I like about about this game is that I can make my guy a bow and arrow guy, and then. I just I can just hide and then sh- and then aim it and I get basically as long as I need to to aim my bow and arrow gun and then I let let it go and shoot the guy and I don't need to aim like a like a gun aiming you have to aim it with another thing while other stuff is happening and sure. the guys you know, and I can't fucking deal with that fuck that too much yeah it's too much shit happening it's just <laughs> like ah shut up TV you know what I mean yeah 
You know what I'm talking about, Jordan. Yeah, shut up, TV. Start appraising something. Yeah. Start showing me a, a, a real-life appraisal. Anyway, Jordan, I feel like we haven't talked about you today. Yeah. What's well, going on here's, with you? Here's my, this been my thing that I'm struggling with. Uh, I am currently in the middle, or I hope toward the end, but it seems like I'm in the middle of the most, the most intense uh, food craving I've ever had. I've I've been on this, I have had this like two-week two-week, three-week fascination with hot wings. <laughs> is there a place that is op- that is near you that sells them? Yes. Well, here's the thing. It's like I will – and I'm t- We have to get the problem right away. Like it's yeah. by you. There's it's this, close to you. There's Yes. I mean I – but no, it wasn't like a place didn't tip mm. it off. Or at least I don't think it did. But now I'll like drive by a place and it <laughs> – I'm like, I haven't tried the hot wings there. And I'll like panic a little bit. Like mm. I'll like I, – I should – Try and schedule that into my week, and it's it's a weird thing to have a craving for because um, I I feel like I feel like you feel ashamed when you're eating them. It's like this. I'll tell you, I went I once went to uh, uh, last time I was in New York. Mm-hmm. I had dinner with uh, my friends, the Internet celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas and Rafi and Kaz, and uh, they make these tremendous uh, web videos. InternetCelebrities.com. And, uh, I mean, you can see them on the videos, so I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say that um, two out of the three of these dudes, the ones who are on camera, uh, Dallas and Rafi, they're a little bit fat. These guys are a little bit of fat of guys. I bet you're being nice. These guys are a little bit fat. Well, one, well, I, Rafi is, like a, is, a, is a sort of a little bit roly-poly, and then Dallas is a little bit fat. Right. And um, Dallas picked the restaurant that we went out to eat at. And the restaurant that we went out to eat at was a Wings restaurant in, um, I think maybe it was in Williamsburg or something. It was somewhere in Brooklyn. And Dallas is from Brooklyn. And he's this kind of dude where um, he's like a real blue-collar dude, and he is really into food. And um, so he is really into Places to eat where you can get a lot of something for a dollar. <laughs> Ooh, that's just a recipe for death. And uh, <laughs> and so this we went to this place. death. And this was the place where uh, wings were uh, uh, fifteen cents a piece. Oh sure, yeah, fifteen cent wings. And so I ate so many fucking chicken wings, Jordan. I literally ate. I think I ate forty. Chicken wings. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out that's yeah, uh, like, how much at 15 cents a piece. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my mind goes. Yeah, $2. Um, here, it's like, okay. You it, Ideally, you're eating hot wing. What's the ideal situation? You're with some other men. I do not want to eat them in front of a woman. <laughs> Maybe that's sexist, but I, it's like, I don't know. I would feel like. Unless they're a, eating them. No, not even then. I don't know, even if they're eating them, even if they are a crazy barbecue sauce mess. Maybe that is a, an issue with women that I have. Maybe it's a little bit sexist. I'm willing to admit that. But I feel like I don't, I don't mm. want a lady to see me in that, in that, <laughs> in that, that state of barbecue state of sauce face, pulling a bone out of my mouth. Mm. Like I feel like, like, a, like, a, like a jackal, like a jackal over a corpse. That's um, true. It's true. It's too small to keep track of. Right. I mean, and it's one of those things, like, you just have to resign yourself to being a mess when you eat them. It's like, yeah. this right. is part of it. I'm going to have a giant right. pile of napkins in front of me. It's going to be gross. I put on a smock. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. A, a wing yeah. smock. Yeah. Like a lead smock. You got, you got a keep big it, picture you, of yeah. uh, the uh, of uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it in the trunk of the car, like with your softball glove yeah. and a flashlight. Sure. And I leave my girlfriend in the car. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, honey, just stay in the car. I'm going to go get right. some wings. Give but me my smock. You roll, roll down the windows a little. Honey, hand me the smock. It's behind the Inagata DeVito album. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> So, like, think about these situations where you're with dudes where you could eat wings. How much does that come up? Twice a month? That, like, yeah. I'm out drinking beers with the dudes twice or three times a month? Yeah. I want them several times a week. It's not a meal. Can I come? Yeah, I mean, you, you want to, Yeah, sure, absolutely. You can totally come eat chicken wings with me. Just basically just... Call me when you want them, and I well, will come get them Well, the sugar's very you. addictive. You know what? And I think that's sugar part of it. Sugar is extremely addictive. It's right, because you, you don't eat sugar sugar. Yeah, I gave like... up sweets uh, last year. Um, Are you still doing it? Yeah, well, I'm still doing it, and then it, that's, what it, that's what I think it is. I think it's like I've, ha- I've not had yeah. proper sweets yeah, for so long. Yeah, you're addicted to the sugar. That might be it. Anyway, so I think that's, that's probably the culprit. So I should probably... They're blue cheese, sweet. blue cheese is addictive too, oh, though. That's geez, so good. That is so I've been good. in so many twelve-step blue cheese groups. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Celery all over the place in these rooms. Celery and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me what's that on my pants, and I tell them jizz. It's yeah. not. It's blue cheese dressing. I'm. But you'd I rather think. I would rather. You'd rather have them think it's that jizz. I jizzed all over my pants. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's okay to give addicts ranch, or do you think that they'll just get addicted to that? Well, yeah. you know that's a big, big discussion in the blue cheese because that's uh, what they do. Step community. That's what they do in Vancouver. <laughs> in Vancouver, there's medical there's a ranch place where there's you can ranch. go, and they will give you fresh cucumbers and ranch. Well, here's the thing, though: is that I think people are just sharing the little cups that it comes in. Yeah, and I think as long as those are clean, right, and they're disposed of right. after each use, right, that's mm-hmm. good because you don't mm-hmm. want anyone to get AIDS. I would. I can eat so many of those fucking wings, man. There's. Yeah. It's so. It's so delicious, and it, but it's like. When I want them as – I can't – you shouldn't have them as a meal. Like, do you get wings and a salad? Yeah. I guess – I don't know. Wings are – they are party food. Yeah, They are yeah. that like, okay, you know, I am going to go off track with my life for a little bit. <laughs> That's what wings are about. Right. They you are. know, I really believe they lead to harder things. I mean, if you – you are you are – you know, talking about a possible problem. You're doing wings right. how many times a week? I'm serious. You no, no, might no, sure. wind I up think... killing chickens yourself. Like, you may, right. you know, go to Central I California butchering them. where yeah. the factory farms are, where they slaughter them like a holocaust every day. <laughs> and you may, you may start doing that, you know? Yeah. But no, I mean, I probably... If you with find my, if yourself wanna... in Chico... Right. Yes, that's a sign. Yes. If I black if you out, you find yourself in Chico in a blackout. I'm, I'm blacked out. I wake up. I've got a. I've got a. I've got a butcher smock on. Exactly. Um. Anyway, yeah. but I probably should just try and go cold turkey. Um, well, if you did it with sugar, if you quit sugar, yeah, I mean, it's you probably, could quit chicken wings, right? <laughs> no, don't quit chicken wings. Can you it's eat so chicken good. wings near my house? <laughs> where I where I would if if. 
if a, if I drive by a place that looks like it might sell chicken wings, I just want to go in and eat the chicken wings there. Like, or will Aspen, you come uh, near my house and eat chicken wings with me? Sure. Yeah. Where 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 do we eat them? I, feel I don't like know. I'm there was a chicken over. wings place near my house, but then it closed before I could go to it. Oh man! It like opened Ooh, and that closed. Sound good. I wanted to go to it so bad. Mm. I so mm. wanted to go there. Oh, you know what? Uh, I won't. You that, will be one of the first people to get bird flu, by the way. Right. Just know that. No, know sure. that that you will be on the forefront of and whatever kind of a I mean, variant, I'm already, a variant um, killer flu. I'm already battling blue cheese mania. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look, <laughs> look, outbreak was not about blue cheese. It was about avian flu. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eddie Pepitone, the bitter Buddha. Uh, Pepitone's with us. He, of course, has a great new comedy CD called A Great Stillness. Um, uh, a documentary film headed to theaters across America, most likely. I mean, I got to figure you're, 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 you're planning on a, a nationwide release, right? I think like so. not maybe what like not quite Independence Day wide, but like <laughs> roughly, just about Independence Day wide. Right. You know, we're already working on uh, you know merchandise. You right. know, just do not sell the rights. <laughs> do not sell the rights because that is how George Lucas got rich. Mm-hmm. You do not want to sell on the rights. Merchandising. Yeah, you do not want to sell the merchandising rights, and then you, when the you know this third, fourth, fifth generation of toys and Kenner is making all the money, you do not want Kenner making the money. You do not, on not me, want. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't do want, want children those, having bitter Buddhas. Those reticulated yeah. bitter Buddhas. Yeah, with with New York style yelling action. <laughs> Be still, be still, and know God, for Christ's sake. <laughs> that's, his, that's your catchphrase. Yeah, when, yeah, I just made it up. Namaste, motherfuckers, I like. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about our sponsors this week. Uh, first of all, makepixelart.com, the world's only website and uh, telephone application for making pixel art, mm-hmm. I choose to believe. It's definitely the only one that advertises on our show, yeah, right? Yeah, so it makes it the most the most goodest. I also choose to believe that all of Skyrim was made in on MakePixelArt.com. Probably was. Right, probably. Maybe maybe that'll be a fun thing someone can do on MakePixelArt. Go on and make your favorite Skyrim character. No, favorite Downton Abbey character. Yes. Well, sure. Favorite Downton Abbey character. If you could make any Downton Abbey character on MakePixelArt.com, which one would it I be? think it would be Earl or the Earl, Earl of Grantham's Grantham. dog. His dog. I love the dog. That's a great know? dog. That's another it's thing me and my girlfriend dog. do as a couple because we live in an apartment complex that doesn't Fuck allow dogs. it. <laughs> <laughs> I really lead into that poorly, but yeah. we live in an apartment. <laughs> we live, live in an apartment po- complex where we can't have dogs, and we're always going. We have dog envy whenever right. we go to parks. Sure. We love yeah, yeah. dogs. Yep. And uh, and whenever the dog on Downton Abbey comes on, we're like, oh, look at the doggy. <laughs> yeah. It's a cute doggy. Okay, uh, let's... <laughs> Let's uh, let's take a quick. It's lo- so sad. Let's take a quick look up at the jumbotron. We got a personal message up there from Ben to Greg and Shannon. 
Uh, did we know Greg and Shannon? Uh, dear Greg and Shan, I can't imagine a greater sacrifice than you guys missing this year's Max FunCon in order to best man slash be a part of my wedding day. Oh, come on. I'm so lucky to have best friends like you. Much love, Ben. Greg and Shannon missing Max FunCon for the first time so they can uh, be part of Ben's wedding. And Ben was kind enough to buy a message on um, Jordan Jesse Go to, uh, to thank them. So thanks, Greg and Shannon. Thanks, Ben. If you want to get up on the jung- Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, it's Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Hey, Jordan. Hey. I want to plug a, a Max Fun podcast. Sure. Stop podcasting yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, this is our Northern Friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is that an appropriate? Are those, is that a clan in Skyrim? Jesse? I think. Do you have Northern Friends that you're going to go? I think that people, I just really think yeah. that people who like Jordan Jesse Go would like Stop Podcasting Yourself. And I think that there are probably a lot of people in our audience who have not yet given them a try. Yeah. And I would like them to give them a try. Absolutely. Because here are some great reasons. Number one, uh, they have a delightful sly wit. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, they're the sweetest guys in the world. Sure. Uh, number three, uh, Graham can make paintings with his beard. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. They, I love those guys. Those are they're tremendous, guys. right? They're sweethearts. They're great. And they're fucking hilarious. If I was, could maybe suggest an entry point, sure. uh, they did a... Re- <laughs> the butt. Um, <laughs> um, they did a recent uh, episode... Me, my girlfriend has a cup. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, they did a recent episode with uh, Paul F. Tompkins, who's been yes. on the show we yes. mentioned earlier. Uh, and, and it's great. Um, so if, if for some reason you're like, mm, sounds like there's too much Canada stuff. Yeah. Listen to this one with an American. Yeah. Get you accustomed to all the Canada stuff. Then you just dive right in. And Paul has not only been a regular guest on their show, but a big booster of their show. Mm-hmm. In fact, just the other day, I had a conversation with Paul F. Tompkins uh, about how great they are. He prefers it to this show. That's true. <laughs> Admittedly true. <laughs> anyway, check out our friends Stop Podcasting Yourself. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. I'm Eddie Pepitone, the Bitter Buddha. Uh, Eddie Pepitone not only has a new comedy CD, not only featured in a new documentary film, also one of the hosts of the very funny podcast, uh, The Long Shot, with the great Sean Conroy, uh, Jamie Flam. Uh, help, you're helping me out Amber with Kenny. Amber Kenny. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. I know that flaminator for a long time. You ever call him the flaminator? <laughs> I don't it's know. Conroy's always called him everything. It's got to be fun to be named Flam if you got a good uh, attitude about it, which Jamie does. He's got a good attitude about pretty much everything. He's a real sweet guy. Yeah, very sweet guy. Very sweet guy. Uh, it's a fun show. You know what I like about your show? What do you like? I'm going to tell you what I like about your show. Well, I mean, everyone on the show is very funny and talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how Sean Conroy uh, takes, his, he takes his role seriously and is a pro. He totally is. He's a right? great host. He's a I'm great sick, host. I'm sick and tired of podcasts where everyone on it is just fucking around. <laughs> Here's, in fact, I'm going to say something. I'm going <laughs> to this. This is a new segment on the show called <laughs> Jesse gets something off his chest. Oh, sure. this sounds like a good segment. Um, there's a lot of uh, podcast reviews and stuff uh, where people, where we are often reviewed positively, mm-hmm. and they say, you know, uh, it's amazing. 
it seems like Jordan Jesse Go is going to be another one of those a couple guys sitting around talking. But it really seems to move well and uh, be engaging and funny, etc., etc., etc. And they go on to describe how it's an entertaining show. You know what the reason is? Is because we're fucking professionals. That's why. And if you, if anyone says, "Here's a good entry point," always say in the butt. <laughs> Number one. I mean, it's the least you can do. We are professional. It's the least broadcasters. you can do. We are paid to be broadcasters. That is what you learn in broadcasting. If you ask Walter Cronkite, if you ask Ted Koppel, they will tell you. In the butt. <laughs> I knew about Koppel, did not know about Cronkite. No, but in all sincerity. Well, Koppel stole it from Cronkite. Like, seriously, the reason the fucking show moves is because we know how to fucking host a show. That's why. That's why it moves well. Right. Who are you mad at? Right. Who are you, who are you, I don't understand. I know who he's mad at. Yes. He's mad at all these podcasts oh, that meander sure, sure. And, and think that just because you have an amplification system in front mm-hmm. of you that it somehow is interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, our show certainly does meander, but that doesn't mean that we're not professionals that know what the fuck we're doing. We've been doing this show for fucking 12. We've been working together for 12 years, Jordan. Our show may be juvenile, and it may ramble, but we do vocal warm-ups before we start. Our voices are warm. The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips, the tip of the tongue. Red leather, yellow leather, you know you need unique New York. you're too high, go up here. Johnny had a head like a ping-pong ball. Johnny had a head like a ping-pong ball. Let's go to the calls, shall we? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and possible guest. This is Sean in Virginia, and I was calling with a momentous occasion. I just bought a brand-new couch for my brand-new apartment, and my girlfriend and I celebrated by immediately having sex on it. And it was awesome. (laughs) Love the show. Bye. (laughs) Oh, man, the winner of that call by far is the girlfriend. (laughs) The girlfriend put... I was like... the. Going into this thing, I was a little dubious. Sure. Two-thirds of the way through, I'm thinking C+, plus, B-, minus, A+. Plus. With the girl laughing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, like that it sounds post-coital. Yes. Yeah, And I she agree. was tremendous. Tremendous post-coital laughing. Oh, my gosh. That was fantastic. The sexual satisfaction really shown yes. in the laugh. Yes. I didn't know they did that in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Couch fucking? Yeah. Fucking in general? <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is uh, Zach from Michigan, uh, first time caller. Um, I just uh, recently finished my uh, eight month endeavor to listen, listen to uh, every Jordan, Jesse, go from episode one through 205. And uh, it took him a long time because he has to pause when he's laughing. Sure. Uh, I feel as though I've been rewarded by the cosmos by a momentous occasion. Uh, so I'm at my little brother's basketball game today, and the uh, opposing team was coached by none other than the epitome of a cholo dad, uh, about 300 pounds of old English D, flat bill cap, a uh, crucifix tattooed on his arm. It was pretty glorious. Uh, if that weren't great enough, though, I'm walking to his car after the game, and uh, he had a bumper sticker for none other than Settlers of Catan. 
thought that was pretty, uh, pretty fantastic. Right, thank you. Uh, uh, Eddie, for your benefit, we talk a lot about uh, how delightful Cholo dads are on right, the show. Right, right. Settlers of Catan is a, is a very nerdy Wait, board no, game. Eddie, it's you know, you're, you're comfortable knowing what a Cholo dad is, right? This yeah, is okay. Totally. This is a dad. This is a former Cholo who is now a dad. Now is a dad, yeah. But has, yeah. Lost, has only lost a little bit of what made him a terrifying Cholo <laughs> right, in his youth. Right, right okay. Uh, Settlers of Catan is is maybe the nerdiest board game. It is the board game equivalent of the video game Jesse is playing. (laughs) Yeah. It is a European board game uh, touted for its... uh, Touted for its... What? It is is supposed to be the perfect board game. Sure. It is the Adams Family pinball machine of board games. (laughs) Wait, is the Adams Family pinball machine? I was talking to a pinball enthusiast once. Yeah. And (laughs) there... Their, yeah, their um, theory, or I guess maybe a popular theory in the pinball enthusiast community, is that the reason pinball is not as popular as it once was is because they've already invented the perfect pinball machine. It was the tie-in pinball machine for the first Adams Family movie, and that that got pinball so right that pinball wasn't able to advance because it's perfect. Anyway. And f- later pinball machines were insufficiently ooky. <laughs> right mm. and did not have a song by mc hammer mm. right well I, I can understand that anyway hello jordan jesse guest uh here's a momentous occasion i thought you guys might like i'm calling from austin texas um i was waiting at the bus stop um and there was about a half dozen other people including a guy who was dressed kind of like a rich grandpa you know he had a big old class ring on a fancy watch and um top hat a monocle. He was driving an open-top roadster. We know what a rich grandpa dresses like. Sure. He was wearing like a polo shirt and khakis, nice glasses, nice shoes. Uh, and the only thing non-grandpa about him was that he was smoking a joint. Uh, <laughs> like it was a cigarette, just puffed that thing right down uh, in front of a half dozen other people while we were waiting for the bus. Pretty momentous. Okay, bye. I want to be like that guy. <laughs> That sounds like a good way to age. You know, I had a delightful pot experience recently. Uh, I went to a a birthday party at a roller rink recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, A, we all had to come up with roller derby names. Mine was Tom Booze Cruise. I thought that was pretty funny. Thing two about this. Um, It was like a 25 and over night at this roller rink, and it was all... uh, I mean, it might as well have been 40 and over because everyone there was like a 50-year-old couple who was doing like crazy roller skate disco moves. And it was all like disco music. Mm. And like these 50-year-old people were being very impressive on roller skates. And these people... Roller disco people are fucking amazing. It's totally amazing. And they did not seem in shape otherwise. These were in these were people... Really? Yes. Sounds like they could get hurt. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so it was super delightful. It was great to like see all that up close. And then I went to the bathroom and it reeked of pot. Reeked of pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. A plus. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Aaron calling from Vancouver, Canada. And I have a New Year's-related momentous occasion for you. Uh, so this past New Year's, when midnight was rolling around, I was actually backstage at a concert, and um, there's a fairly elderly woman there with me. I want to say she was maybe 70. And as New Year's hit, uh, the clock struck 12, she went in for a New Year's 
hug to wish me a happy new year's and went to give me a kiss which i thought would be on the cheek um nope she avoided that uh got me square on the lips and then proceeded to slip me the tongue Uh, Which was interesting because I've never made out with a 70-year-old woman before. Uh, Not wanting my friend that I was there with to miss out, I suggested that she also wish my friend a Happy New Year's. (laughs) And she did in the same manner and then proceeded to thank me for suggesting I wish or she wish my friend a Happy New Year's by giving me another kiss. It was awkward. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Eddie, you oh, and your girlfriend have had a my. similar... Uh... <laughs> no, you know what happened to me once? I did a film... No, I was watching Downton Abbey, and the Dowager Countess was over. <laughs> there was did a, sh- a big flower show was coming up. <laughs> I did a show in upstate New York many years ago. I would say maybe 20 years ago, something like that. And a woman of that age uh, kissed me as well like... That wow, and you know, I was a little turned on. Yeah, <laughs> sure. She's because she's she's lived a life. She's lived a life, and she and knew how to kiss. And that's sexy. It was amazing. It was an amazing because I had no idea this was coming. She was the owner of this establishment where I had performed, and this she... is a woman who's fucked some couches. <laughs> I would think so, but it was uh, it was bizarre, you know. It was bizarre. It I seems like it. I immediately started gathering herbs. <laughs> that's, that's all you can do in that situation. It's all you can do. You know what you got to do? You gather some herbs and head to the roller disco. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Hey, look, if you have a momentous occasion, oh, sure. call us. Yep. 206-984-4FUN. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Disco. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eddie Pepitone, the bitter Buddha. Pepitone, Pepitone, Pepitone is here. It's Pepitone. Eddie, uh, you're after after we get done here. You're going on a moonlight stroll, right? Uh, yes, I am. This is uh, uh, a big thing. I'm going with Ron Lynch, uh, a br- <laughs> brilliant comedian and someone who I think belongs under the moonlight. And his <laughs> his girlfriend and and my girlfriend, and then we're gonna go watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But it's in Griffith. Amazing. It's in Griffith Park, and there's this moonlight stroll hike. I've never done. Is this, this. A, is this a group or just it's the four just, of you? It's the four of us plus one. Okay. Yeah, an opera singer is coming with us. Sure. To, to I'm sing at the appropriate times. Jesse Norman, <laughs> legendary opera singer Jesse Norman, Placido Domingo yeah, no. is coming with so, you. You know, Michael we were, Duble. I've never done it. We were told to bring a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I haven't gotten my walk in today. I'm at the age where now I I take constitutionals. Sure, <laughs> I take constitutionals myself. You do. Just today, I was taking a constitutional. I tried to gather some lavender. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. I like that. Yeah, I that's like my that. evening. You know, I'm bolting to a moonwalk. I, I mean, yeah, moonwalk. <laughs> Frankly, I'm gonna walk on the moon. I have I, a hard time imagining uh, you and Ron Lynch going on a moonlight walk and then walking and then uh, watching Downton Abbey without doing any bits the entire time. Right, right. Without having gonna... any material prepared. <laughs> <laughs> 
Downton Abbey is uh, well. It's riveting. You know, you know it's riveting. It, I don't like to do bits during Downton. I know Abbey. it's riveting. Look, we all know it's riveting. <laughs> We've all been riveted by it. I'm riveted. You're riveted. Everyone is riveted. There, there was there was some debate over the outcome of a flower show. It's a riveting program. A snuff box was missing briefly. Honey, can you rewind that? I want to hear who won the flower show. <laughs> Just again, I want to hear it. It was such a great moment. Um, I, a woman came in wearing pants. <laughs> like, if you just say the things that happen in Downton Abbey to someone, it sounds like the stupidest show in the world. Hold it. Is the show for fomenting political change? Honey, could you rewind that? <laughs> Is the show for fomenting political change? Is he considering leaving the service? Wait a minute. They put a phone in? <laughs> rewind and that. And he had problems <laughs> answering it? <laughs> Rewind that. They put a phone in? There's a missing snuff box? When did that happen? You know what? You're, <laughs> you're having a lot of fun right now, but if the Dowager Countess were here, you wouldn't have such a smart mouth. Yeah. I would not. She would be ready with a cutting remark. Oh, the Dowager Countess. Hmm. We like to role play. Well. Miss Jane, <laughs> Jane Brody, by the way, no longer in her prime. Hmm. However, I'd say this is a second prime for her. Yeah. As the Dowager Countess. She's great. She's great. She's fucking awesome. (laughs) She's riveting. She's absolutely riveting. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to mention one thing um, before I, uh, as usual, I've forgotten to pick a tweet of the week. Um, I want to mention one thing, which is that uh, we got this free, uh, we got this free Xbox. Uh, We have a friend who works at uh, the Microsoft Corporation. Perhaps you've heard of it. And uh, they were kind enough to send us, they had some leftover Xboxes, and uh, they were kind enough to send us some Xboxes. And so we have this Xbox, and so in the next week, whoever posts the best thing on the uh, Bullseye Facebook wall gets a free Xbox in the mail. So it's facebook.com slash Bullseye with Jesse Thorne, Uh, preferably something that connects to Bullseye in some way, you know, some video or some remark about Bullseye or whatever. Use some show some creativity. Somebody made a Max Fun Abbey graphic. I think that's a pretty good example of a good thing. Pasted our heads onto all of the char- characters' bodies from Downton Abbey. Oh, wow, I would like that. Um, so you know, just do that. I will also mention that uh, Jordan Jesse Go was on the Facebook, so you should like that there as well, right? Yes. Oh, Jesse, while you're picking a tweet of the week, I've got a. Li- I, can I plug a live date? I'd rather you didn't, but I guess I have to let you. Uh, oh, uh, uh, past guest Kumail Nanjiani is doing uh, the first live version of his podcast, The Indoor Kids, uh, on Saturday the 14th at Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles, uh, and I will be doing a bit in it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great, great podcast. It's one of the, it's <laughs> perhaps the sole intelligent video game podcast, and uh, he's great on it, super hilarious, and uh, I think the show is going to be very funny, so that's uh, Saturday the 14th at Meltdown comics okay i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give this week's tweet of the week to a panderer uh at sean darb uh best part of returning from afghanistan realizing a year's catalog of maximum fun podcasts are ripe for the listening oh come on that's great uh hashtag jj go and mbmbam etc um, I presume Stop Podcasting Yourself and uh, Bullseye are also on his list, as well as Judge Sean Hodgman. So, Sean, uh, 
You'll probably never make it. It'll probably take you another year to get to the point where you're up to date to this episode, but email our intern. <laughs> we will send you a t-shirt. Also, probably uh, probably we were assuming he was in the service of our nation. It's possible he was. Ju- he's just been visiting. Vacationing. After- <laughs> he, he may be some sort of illicit arms dealer. Yeah. Um, cheap airfare these days to Kabul. Yeah, that's true. They're, the prices have never been better. It is a tremendous value. You can see some amazing mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of great, a lot of cool, uh, a lot of cool stuff has been uncovered by the carpet bombing. Yes, yes, it's a good time to go. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, tweet tweet about Jordan Jesse go uh, hashtag it JJ go. Uh, we are on Tumblr. Uh, jessethorne.tumblr.com and jordanmorris.tumblr.com and on Twitter uh, at jessethorne and at jordan underscore morris. Uh, check out Eddie's podcast, The Long Shot, which is great, and uh, Eddie's CD, which is called... A Great Stillness. And is available now in your information tunes. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our telephone number, 206-984-4FUN. Our email, jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey, guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Sorry.